Chatters, chatties, welcome home for a Great American Chat, a podcast where we chat about Great American Media. I'm Chad Maurice, and I am wearing my Harvest Homecoming hoodie, because that movie premieres this weekend on Great American Family. But before we chat about that movie, we have to chat about Craft Me a Romance, the third Great American Autumn movie that premiered this past weekend. But before we chat about that movie, we have to chat about the Great American Book Club. They are meeting again tomorrow night, Thursday the 28th at 7 o'clock Eastern. Cammie and Father Randy will be discussing Anne of Green Gables. And you can sign up for the book club on their website, Great American Family's website at greatamericanfamily.com. You give them their, your email address and they will email you uh, the Zoom link. All right, let's get into Craft Me a Romance. The movie premiered September 23rd, stars Jody Sweeten and Brent Bailey. It's directed by Sam Irvin and written by Terrence Brody. The owner of a quaint arts and crafts store is faced with an ultimatum when the owner of a competing store tells her she must either sell her store or be forced out of business. All right. Here is our cast of characters. We have Nicole. She is the owner of The Crafty Companion, an arts and crafts store that her parents started when she was 10. There is Matthew. He owns a large uh, chain of arts and crafts stores that are located throughout the country. Sarah is Nicole's employee and friend. Eric is Nicole's brother. Allison, played by MTV's downtown Julie Brown, is a patron at Nicole's shop. Alfred, played by Maxwell Caulfield, is uh, Matthew's father. And then we have Luke. He is Matthew's employee. The movie opens up with some shots of a quaint little town. We see our main character, Nicole, waking up after oversleeping. Then we see her walking to her store, The Crafty Companion. And on her way, she walks by a store that has an opening soon sign above it. Hmm, I wonder what that could be. Nicole is late, so fortunately her employee, Sarah, got there before she did and opened up the shop. Nicole's landlord stops by, and Nicole reminds her that she needs to sign a new lease. Her landlord says, ah, don't worry about it, you're good. A new lease is just a formality. Then we see Matthew Mitchell. He is visiting one of the stores that he owns. He gets a call from his father about the new store they are opening in Nicole's neighborhood. He says, we have a problem with this crafty companion store. They may give us some competition. We need to get rid of them. He says, I have sent the owner an offer to buy them out, but they won't respond. He says, I need you to convince them to sell. And then he also says, oh, by the way, I set you up on a date for when you get into town. <laughs> then we meet Allison and Eric. 
Allison is a crafter, and Nicole sells her crafts in her store. Eric is Nicole's brother. He is a policeman who Sarah has a thing for. <laughs> yeah, there's one scene on the right there. Uh, Eric is standing outside the crafty companion talking to Sarah and Nicole, and this Sarah's just checking him out the entire time. In fact, he he turns to leave and gets, starts to get into his police car, and she's walking away, and she keeps turning and looking at him. So, obviously, old Sarah likes Eric. Next day, we get our meet cute. Matthew walks into Nicole's store and hears her talking about how much she loves crafting, and he shares his thoughts. She glances at him, and she is smitten with him right away, let me tell you. He leaves the store, and she runs after him. She introduces herself and asks him what he does for a living. Before he answers, he gets a text message and says, I gotta go. Then we see Matthew walking down the street with the date his dad set him up with. He stops to admire some artwork in a window and starts talking to her about the painting. And all she is doing this whole time is looking at her phone and texting people. She is not interested in anything he has to say. So I have a feeling there won't be a second date. Then the next day, Matthew goes to visit the new, lo or the new location of his store. He offers his employee, Luke, Fritos. Oh, you see? Oh, Matthew's a, Matthew's a nice guy. He shares his Fritos with people. Luke shows him an idea he has of a craft competition. He says the crafty companion does this kind of stuff all the time, so we need to compete with them. Matthew shoots down his idea and says, you have enough to keep you busy already. Oh, yeah. I don't think he wants to compete with Nicole's store. Matthew meets his dad, and his dad asks, what's going on with the crafty companion? Matthew says, I met the owner, and she is cute. His dad says, great, use that to your advantage. Get close to her. Convince her to sell to us. And I just realized, I think I forgot to include a screenshot of he and his dad talking there in his dad's office. Oh, well. All right, Matthew walks into Nicole's shop and asks her out. Nicole says, I thought you had a date last night. Matthew says, I did. The first and only one, let me tell you. Nicole says, okay, but I don't break out sequins on the first date. Matthew says, I'll leave my rhinestone tuxedo at home. <laughs> a little crafting humor going on there. She and Sarah flip out because Nicole got asked out on a date. So this is a funny scene. I like the good back and forth banter they had here. That was good. Then we see Nicole and Matthew on their date. They walk by the same art shop that, that Matthew and his other date walk by, and they stop and admire the same painting. Nicole talks about how nice the painting is, and they exchange their thoughts on the artwork and what the subject is thinking. She asks him if he travels a lot for work, and he says, yeah, I have a lot of locations I have to oversee. But again, he still doesn't tell her what he does for a living. Next day, Matthew is meeting with his employee, Luke. 
Luke tells him the last Mitchell's store that tried to open up in this town got ran out of business by the Crafty Companion. Matthew tells him, I met the owner of the Crafty Companion, and I really like her. Luke says, uh-oh, you got a problem. He and Nicole take a walk in the park. They're taking selfies. They're holding hands. Now, what do you think about this? On the second date, is it too early to be holding hands? What do you think about having physical touch? How many dates does it take before you get physical touch? Definitely not on the first date. I wouldn't do any kissing or holding hand on the first date. But what about the second date? What do you think? Sarah catches Nicole looking up personalized wedding mint tins on the internet, whatever those are. Sarah asks, isn't looking at wedding gifts a little premature after one date? Nicole says, technically, it was two dates. Sarah asks her how the dates went, and Nicole says they were fabulous. Sarah asks, so what does he do for a living? And Nicole says, he's in business, but I don't know what kind. Sarah asks, is there going to be a third date? And Nicole says, yes, right now. I gotta go. I'm meeting him for lunch. Matthew stops by the new store location, and Luke says, I had a sign made up. Oh, and it's a big sign. It says, Mitchell's Arts and Crafts. Matthew says, oh, hold on a minute, bucko. Why don't you hold up on putting that up? Let's have the new store opening be a surprise. <laughs> yeah. That's because he doesn't want Nicole to see it. Luke says, you still haven't told her yet, have you? Matthew says, nope. Then Matthew's dad stops by and pressures him again about getting Nicole to sell her store. Nicole meets Matthew for lunch. She pins him down and asks him again what he does for a living. He says arts and crafts. She asks, well, what do you do in arts and crafts? He says distribution. And then he says, the art part of the business I like, but the business part is boring. And he wishes his dad appreciated art like he does. She reaches out and grabs his hand. And we have more hand-holding going on. Eric runs into Luke outside the new store location. Eric asks, hey, what's going on in there? Luke says, Mitchell's Arts and Crafts. Eric pulls out his phone and looks up the Mitchell's Arts and Craft website and sees a picture of Matthew. Uh-oh, he's been had. And you know what? I was thinking when this scene happened, how come Nicole has never looked up this place on the, on the internet? Because they've been sending her offers to buy her store in the mail. You'd think she would have looked them up on the internet to see what the owners looked like. Well, Eric runs to Sarah and says, look what I found out. They both agree they shouldn't say anything to Nicole. Eric says they need to come up with a plan fast and break the news to her without hurting her. Huh. Tell her now or tell her later. She's going to get hurt either way. She's going to get less if you tell her right now than if you wait. Then he asks her out to dinner. Matthew walks in the store and Sarah drags him outside. Sarah says, I know who you are, Matthew Mitchell. You better tell Nicole the truth. He says, I want her to get to know me first. He begs her not to tell Nicole. He says, give me more time to figure this situation out.
We see Sarah and Eric out to dinner. They are debating about whether to tell Nicole or not. Sarah says, I think we should. He is diabolical, and he is going to take her down when she least expects it. Eric says, or maybe he likes her. They both agree either way. If they tell her, her or don't tell her, she's going to be devastated when she finds out. Yeah, no kidding. Then Nicole and Matthew walk up. Sarah tries to get Matthew to say who he is in front of everyone. Eric says to her, you know, you're cute when you're all fired up. They both agree she should find out who Matthew is on her own and that Matthew should tell her. Why is that? I think it'd be best if they told her as soon as possible. But you know what? If they did that, we wouldn't have a movie. <laughs> Nicole and Matthew go for a walk. She says, there's something, or he says, there's something I need to tell you. Oh, here it comes. She jumps to conclusions and says, oh my gosh, you are married. And you have a family in another part of the country. He starts to tell her, but then, well, he says, no, I'm not married. Then he starts to tell her about who he is. But then a Mitchell's Arts and Craft truck drives by. She yells, follow that truck. And they both start running after it. She outruns him, but the truck outruns both of them. She asks, so what were you going to tell me before the truck drove by? He lies and says, I don't remember. He walks her back to her store. He calls Luke and says, we need to get that truck unloaded and out of sight as soon as possible. Matthew stops by his dad's office and says, I'm in love. His dad says, great, who with? He says, Nicole, the owner of the Crafty Companion. His dad says, let me guess, she doesn't know who you are and you haven't even discussed the offer with her yet. Matthew gets upset and says, all you care about is money. I found someone I care about, someone I want to be with, and that's more important than the moolah, the do-re-mi, the cash a la mode. His dad says, you know what? You're right. When your mother died, I buried myself in the business. Love is more important than money. He continues and says, when I met your mother, I had nothing. I worked two jobs so I could save up for this ring. He pulls out his wife's engagement ring. He says, I'm glad you found her. I'm happy for you. You'll figure out what to do. All right, now this scene right here, I did not find this scene, scene to be believable at all. I didn't understand the way his dad acted. Because in the beginning of the movie, his dad was all stern with him. You get him, you get her to sell, sell us her business. And he wouldn't listen to anything Matthew had to say. He said, he said you go to that town and get her to sell. And I don't want to hear anything from you. If that doesn't happen. But then in this scene, he like, Matthew tells him he's in love with the owner and he hasn't mentioned to her at all about selling and his father like doesn't get upset. His father's like, yeah, okay, whatever. I don't care. All right. Yeah, no, that shouldn't happen. No, definitely not. I think his father should have gotten mad and stormed off. And then at the end of the movie, you know, he forgives him and says, you're right. Love is more important than money. I was wrong. That's the way I think it should have gone down. I didn't get this scene at all. All right, Eric walks into Nicole's store 
and asks Sarah out on a date. Woo-hoo! He says, let's go on a real date where we are not talking about my sister. She says, I thought you would never ask. Let's see. The Oh, the brother of Nicole's landlord walks in looking like Jim Rash from Community. He says, my sister passed away and we won't be renewing your lease. Nicole gets upset and goes for a walk. She walks past the new Mitchell's craft store and sees Matthew coming out. Uh Uh-oh. She puts two and two together. She realizes what is going on and blows her top. He says, I've been trying to tell you. She says, you lied to me. You're the one trying to steal my business. He says, I didn't tell you because I wanted you to get to know the real me. She says, well, congratulations. I know exactly who you are. Oof, that hurts. Nicole tells Sarah she found out that Matthew is Matthew Mitchell of Mitchell's Arts and Crafts. Then Nicole finds out that Sarah knew this whole time. Nicole says, well... I guess we need to start packing up the store and updating our resumes because we are finished. Next day, the postman walks into Nicole's shop and says, you have a special delivery. She opens up the package, and it's the painting that she and Matthew saw on their first date, along with an apology note. She goes over to Matthew's store. He gives her a tour of the place. She says, have you ever thought about selling handmade crafts? made by local artists? He says, huh, that's a good idea. She says, how about selling coffee? All the fancy bookstores do that. Then she tells him her lease is up, her landlord isn't renewing it, so she, so he doesn't have to worry about her store anymore. She's closing up shop. Nicole has a store closing sale. Matthew sends her another gift. It is the selfie they took together on their second date, and it's in a frame. Matthew goes to his dad and says, I'm going to postpone the opening of the store because he wants to add the ideas that Nicole gave him about featuring local artists and about serving coffee. His dad says, you do whatever you want. I'm out of here. I'm retiring. Oh, and by the way, here is your mother's ring. Give it to Nicole. Matthew goes to the store and sees Luke. He says, Luke, I'm giving you my job. Luke's like, what are you talking about, Willis? Matthew says, my dad is retiring. I'm taking his job. Luke says, who's going to run this new store? Matthew says, I have a couple candidates in mind. And Luke also shows him the coffee maker that he bought for the store. Then we see Sarah and Eric out on their date. They tell each other they've had a crush on each other since the first time they met. Nicole shows up at Matthew's store. He apologizes again and begs her for one more chance. She says, I know you're a good guy. I forgive you. He says, how would you feel about becoming business partners? What if I name this new store Mitchell's Crafty Companion and Sarah could be the manager? She says, I love it, and they shake on it. Then we get a flash forward two weeks. They are having a ribbon cutting ceremony for their new store. Matthew gets down on one knee, he pulls out his mother's ring, 
and says, will you marry me? She says, yes, and we get a kiss, and that is the end. Okay, so let's chat about this movie. You know what? I was really surprised by this movie. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It's not as good as the first two Great American Autumn movies, but I liked it. I liked the quaint uh, small town that it was filmed in or where it takes place. I thought that was fun. I thought it had a good story. I thought the leads were cute together. They're meat cute. They had instant chem chemistry in that meat cute. They couldn't take their eyes off one another, kind of like the last movie, One Perfect Match. I thought the writing was good. I liked there was some good banter in some of the scenes. I liked that. Some of the things that didn't make sense, I already talked about them, but the two things that really didn't make sense was Eric and Sarah not telling Nicole who Matthew was after they found out. I found that not to be believable. I think they could have written it a different way. I think that they didn't have to have um, Eric and Sarah find out. They could have just kept that Matthew's, you know, real identity a secret from them. That way they wouldn't have the dilemma of telling Nicole or not. And also, the other thing that didn't make sense to me, like I said before, Alfred, Matt's father, uh, how he acted when he found out that Matthew was in love with Nicole and didn't make her the offer to to buy her business. I think he should have stormed off. I think he would have been mad based on the way he acted earlier in the movie. As far as the supporting cast goes, I thought it was fun seeing downtown Julie Brown in a movie. I haven't seen her on TV in years. And also Maxwell Caulfield. It was fun seeing him again. We did see him in an English estate earlier this year. Now, I did like how the conflict in this movie was revealed an hour and 20 minutes in, which gave her 40 minutes to get over it. I really like that because usually in, in all these movies, you know, the conflict happens when in the last 15 minutes of the movie. And then in the last two minutes of the movie, she forgives the guy and gets over it for no reason. So I like this one, how it didn't follow that same trope. She had 40 minutes to think about it and to, think about her feelings for him and try to get over uh, his, her anger towards him. So I thought that was good. Kudos to this movie for that. The one thing we didn't get in this movie, we didn't get a lot of autumn. There was one overhead shot with fall foliage, and that's the picture that I have behind me. But the story of the movie, the story does take place in fall because the flyers that they show in the movie say fall fall crafting competition, and they say that the, the, the competition's taking place in October. So the movie does take place in fall, but unfortunately, I think it was probably filmed, or I know it was filmed last year, and it was probably filmed in the spring or summer of last year, and so there's no, like, fall decorations, there's no pumpkins, there's no colored leaves or anything. Let's see. But definitely, this movie gets a, gets a thumbs up from me. I thought it was cute. Like I said, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. You can let the network know how you thought about this movie. Go to their website, greatamericanfamily.com. Click on the movie review link. You can fill out the form. 
and let them know what you thought of it. Now, this movie re-airs again this Saturday, September 30th at 6 o'clock Eastern, right before the premiere of, the big premiere of, woohoo, A Harvest Homecoming. That one premieres at 8 o'clock Eastern this Saturday, and that movie stars Trevor Donovan and Jessica Lowndes. The synopsis says, Teacher Drew Clark accepts a temporary substitute job in his hometown of Chestnut Hollow, Texas, where he meets Aiden, the new kid at school, desperate for a caring friend. While he would rather have taken a job elsewhere, Drew considers Chest or reconsiders Chestnut Hollow when he meets Laney, the new manager of his parents' apple orchard and cider mill business, and more importantly, Aiden's mom. Let's take a look at the trailer. Here we go. Saturday, September 30th. Good to have you back home. I miss you guys too. Great American Family presents an original movie premiere, A Harvest Homecoming. Who are you spying on? Experience the heart of family and discover that love. Oh, you like her. Stop it. Get out of my room. Is timeless. Starring Trevor Donovan and Jessica Lowndes. I'll take as many of these moments as I can get. A Harvest Homecoming premieres Saturday, September 30th at 8 on Great American Family. Ho, ho, ho. That's a big one. It's going to be good. It's going to be the big movie of the autumn season, so you don't want to miss it. That's Saturday, this Saturday, 8 o'clock Eastern. And while you're watching the movie, you can live post on X using the hashtag A Harvest Homecoming. And I will have a recap. Well, I'm not sure how the recap's going to work on this one. I don't know if I'm going to be doing a recap by myself on that movie or if, I, or if I'm going to be doing a recap with the Dono fans. I'm not sure. But there's definitely going to be a recap somewhere. <laughs> so look for that next week. And until then, you keep the faith, keep smiling, keep your friends close, and keep your great American family closer.